0: What's wrong with this thing? I think it's busted. Busted. Busted mouth.
1: Busted mouth. All right, what's good, ladies and gentlemen, those beyond the binary? Poets, perverts, explorers of all kinds, lovers, fighters, punk rockers, nerd bombers, Everything in between. Uh, welcome to Bust a Mouth on Q4 Radio. Streaming around the world at QUE4.org. Uh, shots twelve sixteen <laughs> 1680 AM in Chicago. Uh, we're here every single Monday from 12 PM to 2 PM. I'm JW Bacillo, your host. I forget to say my name a lot. Those of you listening on the podcast, of course you know. But those of you in, out there in radio Radioland, uh, JW Bacillo is my name. Now we know each other. You can uh, not only listen at QUE4.org. Shots, but also on the TuneIn app as well as Apple Radio. So if you're uh, an app-based type, you can do that, or you can stream directly from the site. If you're in the streaming business, or if you're, uh, of course, in the on the north side of the city, sixteen eighty AM, you can catch the signal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, on any of those apps, just search for Q4 QUE4 Shots. Uh, how was Mother's Day? How was it? I'm curious. Uh, I had a good one. I saw my my I saw my uh, my sisters and my brother-in-law Dan and my um and my two nieces whom I. A door. Uh, I come to realize, like the, the youngest the youngest niece who's almost three. She's uh, she and I are starting to bond, which is really really cool. And then my eldest uh, niece has learned that she can garner a lot of attention by approaching someone for affection and then sneak attack farting on them. Uh, <laughs> I was I was pleasantly surprised. She's she's not even five, and I could tell that she's already going to be a petulant class clown type, or maybe president. Uh, My kindergarten teacher actually told my mother that she thought I was going to be president of the United States. Oh, how many things have gone wrong uh, You got some fun guests coming up uh, Basil Almadani is going to be here uh, next week As well as Nick Fox is going to be back in the studio for, uh, for a proper interview And today's guest is uh, Dana Black Star of The Undeniable Sound of Right Now Playing at uh, the Raven Theater uh, Really great theater company Really great actor Really great everything uh, I'm super excited about this show She's going to talk about it I'm really I'm, I'm excited about a play It's been a while Before we play some tunes If you are digging the tunes Of course you can always get them uh, On Spotify uh, There is uh, a playlist there Called Busted Mouth 2 Electric Boogaloo That's right So uh, it's, it's what it is We had to, the first one We I, I decided to make the mixtape for an entire year It was just um, It was what it was It was every every song I played for an entire year On this particular show I just made uh, a tape about it I updated every single week We had to make a new one for the new year I came up with Busted Mouth 2 Electric Boogaloo That's just how it is out here And then of course we're going to be uh, Probably Busted Mouth 3 Son of Busted Mouth Then probably uh, Return of Busted Mouth Busted Mouth uh, versus Mothra is probably coming, as well as uh, Busted Mouth Endgame, Busted Mouth Age of Ultron. We're here to party. Uh, this is a tune from my buddy Avery R. Young, Baddest Man in the Land. Uh, Chicago's on. Definitely look him up. This is his new single, Sit Down Job. <laughs> I'll find her stuff on the Busted Mouth 2, Electric Boogaloo, Spotify playlist. It's easy. It's free. Go get it. Go do it. Dig it. Turn it on. Put it on at the barbecue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was thinking this morning that back when I started music, and back when I started uh, kind of putting myself into the music and, and, and later the literary scenes, social media didn't really exist. I mean, there were bits of it, but it wasn't... Um, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the standard. Right. So any success that I achieved kind of had to come what we call, you know, I get uh, the old fashioned way. You know, you, you hit a bunch of readings. You go to open mics. You, you bomb. You get better. You make a few friends. You keep grinding out appearances for free. Uh, you hone the act. You eventually get offered paying spots. Then you meet crowds at the spots. You sell CDRs out of your backpack. You shake the hands. You, you kiss the babies. You do the whole thing. Right. It's just it's how it was done because it was the only option we had. And it, it hasn't changed entirely, but the dominance of the smartphone has impacted the way that artists get their stuff out there. I mean, that's an obvious, obviously, right? Uh, I mean, there are cats that are still out there hitting open mics on the grind, emailing strangers to get on the show, uh, you know, doing podcast appearances, hoping for the best. But there's, there's also a, a huge wave of, of young artists thinking that, that if they just put their stuff out there uh, onto the Internet, the rest will, like, take care of itself. Like, it's... Um, if uh, if you build it, he will come sort of thing By the way, it's always he and not they It's not if you build it, they will come It's if you build it, he will come Because it's Field of Dreams, he's talking about his father Anyway, uh, that always bugged me <laughs> misnomers. Anyway, uh, there are obviously people out there doing it and, and doing the thing and um and and working hard and then there are a lot of people that are just kind of like I'm going to release whatever and it's it's not going to stop because it's it's actually worked for some people. That's the thing. If it didn't work for somebody, people wouldn't be doing it in the first place. So there there's a, a, there's like a sub designation called a SoundCloud rapper. That's a thing. Which is to say like there's there there are enough people uploading lo-fi beats and mixtapes to a streaming service for free that we needed to label it as Like a subgenre And In in music, the wealthy power players of the music industry are always going to exist because of, uh, what's that called? Capitalism. But every other gatekeeper is like a, a lazy security guard in a yellow polo shirt on the last day of Lollapalooza, just hanging out by the plastic gate, just letting everybody through. I mean, the fact that damn near anyone with a phone can release music to the world and possibly have it blow up is a revolution, the scale of which we haven't seen since, like, the drum machine. And it's a good thing. I'm all for it. I'm not knocking it. However, as I continue my way down this Andy Rooney of a Monday morning, there are things in this world, people, that are not worth spending extra money on. Like top-end laundry detergent, because just buy the regular stuff. Uh, the Stars Network, totally useless. Don't pay for that. And, and pretty much anything that's labeled the deluxe package, completely unnecessary. And then there are things that when given the opportunity, you should not skimp on. like uh, Like umbrellas. Pay an extra four bucks. Get one that doesn't fall apart. Uh, condoms, for example. Self-explanatory. Uh, and finally, quality audio and video. Especially in this age, when quality audio and video is so easy to come by. So easy to come by. I'm terrible at social media. I don't like it. I, I think it's kind of uh, cumbersome and boring, and I have distanced myself uh, from it greatly in the last couple years. I was way into it when it first came out, because I was also in my 20s. It was geared toward me. Now that I'm 36... I just don't, I don't care. I'm like, I don't need to be in contact with every human being I've ever met. But the problem is that, that I need it. As, as an artist, like you you just, you need it. I way underpromote this show to an embarrassing degree. Uh, I promote my own art just as poorly. I, I'm, I'm not really out there grinding open mics so much because, again, I'm over 30 and I don't hate my wife. So uh, I, I have to do better online. I have to. So about a month ago, I upgraded my Instagram account. That's uh, at J W There's a bunch of photos and stuff, and video of me and playing music. There's pictures from the show and stuff like that. At J W B as in boy, AS as in Sam, I L O. No big deal. But I upgraded my Instagram account uh, to a business account, so it's not a you know just really simple. It's free. It's it's more powerful in terms of features, and uh, it grants me the ability. I found out to to make uh, promoted posts, and everyone knows what a promoted post is. I'm sure you've seen them. However, like since I changed. My, my account to a business one, I see a lot of them. Literally every three posts on my, on my scroll is a, is a promoted one. Um, it's just how it is. And, and who, pray tell, do I see? Every jag off with five bucks in a dream. And sometimes it's like, hey, we're this band. We're playing The Elbow Room this weekend. Check out this really well-produced video. It's us playing on stage, and, and it's going to make you want to be here. We've put the time into it. Most of the time, however, though. And I swear, like, this is every three photos I look at. Most, like, it, it's, uh, it's someone just laughably, horribly bad. It's a guy with a flip cam and flip flops playing his tiny desk audition on a completely untuned guitar. Uh, yesterday, I saw three. Count them, three rappers spitting into the mic part of the white headphone cords that come with an iPhone while their track played, like, I think, from a Bluetooth speaker on the desk out of frame. So many white rappers clearly in their upper uh, middle-class bedroom hollering about, like, these streets, bruh, and how these bitches be. It's bananas. Aren't you embarrassed? You know, I get that we're in a generation of no shame and that everybody's putting everything out there all the time, and that's just where we are. I get that you're young, but is this the product you want in the world do you think someone is going to see that video and go, "Oh, this is dope! I have to sign m c Trevor and I get it. I put out albums that I would never want to hear again i've put out a ton of stuff that i that I thought was terrible I mean I played in in crappy bands when i was young i submitted a garbage demo cassette made on a four track in a basement to somebody i've given that to a bar owner like hey do you want to book me and it was bad but i didn't put it out to the whole world and pay money so other people would see it when the stuff that i did put out when i was young though i really thought it was the best i could possibly do and i have a hard time looking at people and going is this really the best you could have possibly done was this worth it i, I understand it only cost you five bucks to promote this or to whatever but like was this is this the best thing that you're possibly going to put in front of people You know the compliment that I get uh, a surprising amount? The compliment I get most about this show, aside from like, well, you're, you know, I enjoy the interviews and things like that. The thing that people say to me most is, man, it really sounds good. I mean, thanks for noticing, but also it's, it's supposed to. It's supposed to. It's supposed to sound good That's the whole point of having a show What what kind of sociopath is making a podcast That sounds like trash And then just like foisting it on people I mean the same goes like for your demo And your Instagram posts. YouTube is free You could go search How to make a good sounding track for free Or, or Google uh, how to make great Instagram posts On Instagram Even though uh, I'm a trash rapper and, and I guarantee you will get results I guarantee it I know it I know it You could Google You could figure out how to do anything Just by Googling and going to YouTube So there's no more excuse And it's always been Soul-crushingly clear that there are a lot of us, a lot of artists out there, and everyone is trying to make it. But now, in this era of of social media, we actually have to see it. We physically see everybody who's struggling the same way we are. Everyone on YouTube is a better singer than I am. Everyone is better looking, already has a videographer, writes better songs, etc. I'm constantly reminded. Yet somehow. It's actually a worse feeling to see so many people out there messing the bed on the easy stuff, diluting the already crowded pool. Gone are the days of the crappy Kinko's flyer. Gone are Kinko's. But also, the flyer used to mean something. There's, there, there's always been too many D's on the dance floor, but unless you were unfortunate enough to date an aspiring musician, you didn't have to see all the failure. But now we do. And the older I get, the more I realize it, it was never punk rock to sound like garbage. It didn't make you better. You don't get bonus points for clearly being on the struggle. The point is to look and sound as good as possible despite not having any money or great equipment or industry contacts. You want people to say, man, they made this on a four track? This is awesome. Not, this sucks. They must really be a serious artist. Let's make a little effort out there. How about a little hustle? I'll take my Sanka on the sun porch, please. See you right there, oh, Louis Armstrong. You listen to Buster Mouth and Q4 Radio, q 4org sixteen eighty AM in uh, the city of Chicago, as well as the TuneIn app and Apple Radio, of course. Uh, I'm JW Basilo, your host. Wow, I just got really, em- I got very NPR right here, just for a second. Uh, but we played that tune, that uh, the lead-in track today was chosen by our uh, our esteemed guest, our esteemed colleague. <laughs> we've just, Keep going. we've just met, and I've just, dis- <laughs> we've discovered so many things we like know about each other uh, without actually knowing each other, which is awesome. Uh, but this is Dana Black. Hi, Dana. Hi. Um, how's it going? It's great. I cool. love the studio. It, this is your first time here, right? Yeah. We've hugged. We've hugged now, which is good. It's always weird about hugs because I'm like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not prone. I don't, I don't touch people too sure. so much. Yeah. You know,
0: I touch too much sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. I, I like, I'll touch, I'll touch a lower back. Right. You know? Because I'm, I'm like, excuse me, right. let me get around you.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with it, but there's also, like, I don't I don't presume to touch. Sh- so are, I will avoid social situations so as not to have to worry about whether or not I'm going to hug somebody on the way home. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I would go to that party, but I'm not sure if I'm going to have to hug somebody as I'm leaving.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might still go in for it. But women, you know, I feel like different rules, but still, I should be careful about yeah who, I'm, yeah, who I'm touching. Yeah, um,
1: so I'll usually make a big deal about it. I'll be like, "Hey, are, are we hugging? Do we hug each other?" <laughs> there was a time when you could say "hug it out" to someone, but like those right. days have passed, right? Because you know, pivots. But don't
0: you think men should still have, you know, you should have connection? You should I still that, have.
1: Yeah, I, th- I find that like men hug a lot more now than they probably did twenty years ago. True. Like I hug most of my guy friends. Yeah. Some of them. Most of them. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I always have to make a thing about it, though. Oh, Okay. Daniel Black. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, so this is this your first time here? It obviously. is. Obviously. Uh, first time here. I don't know you, but your name was dropped to me uh, by one Gage Wallace of, like, you'd be great to have on the show. Mm. And it just so happens. We that love you're. Gage? Yeah. Who doesn't love Gage? Uh, his name comes up a lot on this show, which I need to stop, really. he's a Really? Brother. No, I'm kidding. Yes, you... yes, it does come <laughs> up a lot. As a hugger? Because he's a hugger? <laughs> he is a hugger. Um uh, he is a hugger, and he's a good—he's a good hugger too, because he's very upright. He has good posture. <laughs> anyway, um, so you're here. You're uh, tell me about this new. First of all, before we do anything, um, let's talk about why you chose the lead in mm.
0: If
1: you're—if you're comfortable with it.
0: Uh, so it's the day after Mother's Day. It is. It's Monday. Um, I know that for some, yesterday is a complicated day. Um, whether you are a mother or you lost a mother or you have a complicated relationship with your mother, can't have children. It's a tough day. And my mother passed away three years ago. Um, and again, it's not like Sunday was harder than a Tuesday or a day in November. They're all hard days. So it's funny to think that this one day comes along and mm-hmm. everyone's like, are you okay? Yeah. Right. Right? And you're like, I was just as sad. Sure. F- February 8th. Right. Yeah. Or every day is a different wave of, 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 of grief. So I thought of that song when you asked me about a song. I had thought about it recently and then I heard it this past week. I don't always hear that song. It doesn't like just come on. <laughs> I don't listen to it every morning when I wake up. Sure. But I heard it in a commercial and my mom, when I was young, I was like turning 13. I was coming out of my, coming into my teens and she made a video with my dad. They made like a compilation of like my <laughs> life up until 12. Sure. Which also feels weird. Like this is it. Like kind of like saying, this is your life. It might never get better from here, but it was a really lovely, like, little video of my adolescence, and it was like slideshows because it was you know a, a long time ago, so there wasn't really much technology. So it was this like little slideshow, and the song throughout it is Louis Armstrong's "It's a Wonderful Life." So it is this triggering, beautiful song of memory of joy and happiness, but it's sad, and I can it's a hard song to hear, and it, yet it feels like someone's hugging me back to touch. Right. Really? So do you, do you
1: get that impression? Like do you um, yeah. do you typically uh, associate art with physicality? That's a weird question. we yeah. to phrase that. But I mean, like there are certain songs that make you uh, physically react certain ways. Is absolutely. that a common thing
0: for you? Yeah, absolutely. Or like someone's holding my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel it in your gut. You know, you can sure. feel it. Well, you can feel lots of places. You can sure. feel it, you know, in your crotch, you can feel it in your brain. But I feel like in my gut, I, I do feel <clears throat> a visceral response and, and memories it's almost like smell, right? Music is the same kind of sense to me. It takes me right back. So I almost feel like I'm that 12 year old watching that video, mm-hmm. and, and and I think at the time I wasn't as moved because I was 12. So I was probably like, "This is it? Am I getting? And am I getting sure. any clothes? Or sure. <laughs> no? But I still knew it was a lovely gesture. But now I look at that video and I, you know, it's a nice memory. Yeah. I still have it, but sure. I don't have but a VHS tape. It's tough to watch, you know. That's <laughs> like, cool. You got to make sure you have a yeah the means have... to watch it. So I literally have to like yeah, take a... it to my grandma's and watch it there because I don't own one in my house. Mm-hmm. So it's literally on VHS. I was so. on my
1: folks' place yesterday, and my dad and my dad still has all his VHS display. They yeah. moved into a new house, and he like re-displayed the VHS tapes. And I go, "What do you, you do? You even have a VCR?" He's like, "I know somewhere, like back in a in a closet. I think there's one." And I'm "That's like, your dad." Yeah, that's what he sounds yeah. like. We're from here uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just like that's you know it, it was that kind of thing you're, not even gonna, you're never gonna watch these which right is just like you can't get rid of them like they, they exist right here
0: i have like big on vhs and no like doubt. space balls you or, know and i was yeah. like i guess i will watch this no i won't i'm not gonna watch space balls on vhs but you never know it's it hard c- to throw away it could get rough like the options on tv one day and
1: yeah well,
0: pre-streaming,
1: like your, your VHS slash mm-hmm. DVD collection saved your life. Yep. That's all there was to do. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, in college.
1: It's after midnight. Well, what else are you going to do?
0: I guess I'm watching Gone with the Wind again.
1: I guess we'll watch Rounders <laughs> again until the tape snaps, and then right. we'll buy a new tape. Right.
0: <laughs> I did. I had usual suspects. I had, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think of... Opposite of Sex. I don't know. I had a lot of... Uh,
1: I, had, I used to tape uh, George Carlin specials off of HBO late at night. Oh. Uh-huh. And then I would fall asleep to George Carlin specials every night. Ah. Yeah. This is uh, <laughs> obviously indicative of where my terrible life has gone <laughs> or how terribly my good life has gone, uh, gone off the rails. Did you know that uh, What a Wonderful World was one of like 156 songs that Clear Channel sent out to all of their stations as uh, lyrically questionable and triggering after 9-11? Really? Yeah, I thought it was really? funny. I was there to make fun of it initially, sure, because it was like all every song, every Rage Against the Machine song. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was the first like I was like, ah, oh, look at these dicks being all political and like trying huh. to cut off, trying to cut people off that are expressing anti-American American right. sentiment, whatever it was. But it was actually a mix of those and songs that just make people sad. sad. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to do anything to make people more sad. And I hate Clear Channel and corporate radio in general. I'm coming for you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with my nonprofit
0: <laughs> s- small <Take> that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it really, like I did think about yeah. it later and just went, oh, that is a bummer. That's cool. right.
0: Like what other songs were it's, in the it's top?
1: On, it's on Wikipedia. Um, it was like, it first came about with, uh, there were a bunch of like Creedence Clearwater. I can't speak today. Uh, CCR songs were, so I was like, okay, Fortunate Son, right, is the one about like, don't send me to war just because I have to go no. and your rich kids don't uh-huh. have to go and I was like that's clearly one they're like nah, it's actually the ones about anything that mentioned a bridge anything that mentioned hmm. uh, uh, a tower flying bombs fire flying sure leaving on a jet plane for example fire wow. and rain like that kind wow. of stuff they just covered right up
0: Wow that's interesting because, like now, I now that's what you just said reminds me of nine eleven, and now I'm thinking of that day. And my dad ran a travel company, and he had clients on oh, one man. of those planes. Yeah, he ran a corporate travel company, so that's a big memory of my life too. My parents were still married; my mom was alive. Anyway, this was not this really where took where a I, turn. This is it didn't even take a turn. It just started it actually here. started there. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, oh. now that song can have double. Meeting. but I like to treat it as joy. I do like to treat it as a hug. And when I hear it, um, it's sad, but it's 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 her talking to me.
1: Do you know that that was also the original um, intro music for Family Matters? No, for the first season before they had their own theme song,
0: Family Matters. Yeah,
1: Urkel. The Urkel. Right. Show. I was like, give me yeah. a second.
0: I was like, Family Ties. Huh.
1: Yeah, the first show the first season. Fan, yeah. Because they didn't know if it was gonna get picked up, so they just used the Louis Armstrong track and then oh. they're like, This is gonna be famous because so, Urkel took over. Right,
0: right. Not yeah, we got Carl Winslow, yeah. right? The Winslows. The Winslows, yeah. yeah.
1: But then the Urkel thing like happened. So then they go, Well now now <laughs> well, we go now. Now we now have, we have to, to compose.
0: We can't pay the rights. You mean exactly. like we couldn't Keep using this because it'd be too expensive. I or- don't know, but
1: it's, it's that ABC was really big. God, we're going to get into this. Inside Baseball. So ABC was really big about having theme songs that fit the thing, that uh-huh. fit the TV show and were iconic, right? So the Full House song is really like iconic. Uh, the, the Family Ties, oh, right? yeah. All yeah. those mm. um, fam- uh, 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 Show Me That Smile, yep. the Growing Pains. Like they really wanted the song to, to, to right. be indicative of what was happening inside the show.
0: So that was a big thing for them. Hmm. But it's a wonderful, yeah. What wonderful, wonderful world, world is not what's going on at the wizard.: Yeah, you can't be like, what a wonderful world. <laughs> and this nerd, yeah, that? and this yeah. nerd's going to come in through right. the window and yeah. exactly, yeah, <laughs> break stuff. So let's get super
1: nerdy about everything. Um, I'm kidding. It's, mm. I'm really glad uh, it's so weird that um,
0: you're here. Yeah. What? I'm not. I didn't even wear a bra. Thank you for letting me know. I just thought I'd share it because it's hot out, you know. <laughs> we hugged. Yeah. I didn't want to. Some days I go, why? Yeah. I don't care. Like, it's not like me fighting the system. I just sometimes don't have the energy and this top is like backlit. It's Oh, it's we're still whole... talking about
1: bras. I thought you were talking about being on the show. Oh, okay.
0: no, um, yeah. No, I just thought no, I'd roll about... I'd roll loose. Hey, no, no, no. I'd roll loose.
1: I literally and figuratively that's great um no no it's it's what i mean is weird is that like a lot of times i get folks in that i've never met before right. and some of like some of the best conversations i've had on this show are with folks that i've just never actually met even though you and i might have known each other in a past life right
0: but we've never, but yeah we i heard your I name i would heard yeah. your name through the poetry scene and i think it was through i don't know if it was through um right club or if it was through green mill but sure. did you do any of those, any of those? Yeah. yeah um because uh, I know, oh, Paper Machete. I, and, uh, I know Chris yeah, I, I, Pyatt really well yeah. and love him. And I played there um, a couple weeks ago. Oh, so there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah, so good people do that. Josh Segorin and, mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know where I originally heard your yeah. name. Yeah, well,
1: and same with you. I didn't know where I originally heard your name either. But I was like, damn, black. I know that name. <laughs> And then we figured, I'm not going to talk about it, I'm not going to bring it to, to life here on this show, but with the, yeah. when we figured it out, I went, that's exactly, we now it. I know. We
0: got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes
1: perfect sense. <laughs> um, so it's really cool that you're here. I'm, I am I do want to talk real quick. You know what? Not real quick. I want to go way into depth about uh, the play you're doing right now at Raven.
0: Will you uh, give us the uh, the elevator pitch? we set it up for us? Sure. I'm going to play at Raven Theater, which is up at Clark and Granville. It runs through June 16th. Um, it is a play set in 1992 about a rock club. That's been around since 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, it's loosely, the, the club is loosely based on um, Lounge Axe, which was a bar on Lincoln mm-hmm. uh, from 87 to 2000 where Smashy Pumpkins played, Poiton Pondering, Liz Fair, Wilco. It was run by Sue Miller and this woman named Judith. I unfortunately don't know her last name, but um, Sue Miller is married to Jeff Tweedy. Mm-hmm. So it was a club run um, by these two women, and so this play is loosely kind of based on that club and clubs like that, like Empty Bottle or, you know, um, smaller clubs or an elbow room, uh, an elbow like room that, exactly, sure. and even like Double Door. It's, just, yeah. it's that's a bigger version of this, but that idea of rock music happening and then gentrification coming in, because what happened to Lounge Jax is a lot about. Um, Dentrification and the condo owner behind the building complaining, Mm -hmm. and the city coming in, and they had to fight to keep it alive. But the world around them was entrenching and coming in on their turf. And so, my play is set in the 90s, so it's a little different, but it's about the house music scene and DJs. Mm -hmm. There's a character who is an actual DJ dating the daughter of this club owner. And he's like, I don't believe in DJs. You can all play records at home, you know, right? He has a very anti, it's all this narcissistic music and it's about getting in touch with yourself, these concerts, not about the collective group. That's his right. that's the old school no, I agree. Rolling Stones I clash I kind of man who who the dad of this club. But those people still exist. Sure. Like the the, dude, yeah this isn't like just like from the night yeah right. Connected us is
1: that type of dude like, dude right. of dude. like I right. listen to the radio. I prefer right. to make my own my playlist. Own, my own playlist.
0: Right. Like, and, that's, <laughs> and that's and that's <laughs> hey <laughs> and to be scared of change, right? So the sure. play about change, about gentrification, about legacy, what you're leaving behind. Um, And family and love And so I play the the ex-wife Of the bar owner And I'm also kind of raising his daughter Mm -hmm. And have raised her since birth Because her mother was an addict And went on her own journey So I stepped in and became a surrogate mom but she's not my child. So it's. But then I move. I leave this club. I used to live inside the club, mm-hmm. and I now live in the suburbs. So it's kind of about that push pull of I want to leave and grow up and be an adult now. I'm a, sure. But I still am pulled back to the city and pulled back to this this family and this man and this child that I love. But I have to grow up. We got, we all got to grow up. So. It's it's a lovely slice of life. It's written by Laura Eason, a very prolific playwright and also now writer for TV. She wrote on House of Cards. Mm-hmm. She used to run Looking Glass. She was artistic director of Looking Glass for a little bit, and she also was in a band called Tarte. So she was somebody who, her beautiful quote about this play is, I didn't want to just date the band, right? She was dating musicians. Right. I wanted to be the band. Right. So she created a female group. Anyway, so this is sort of about... Awesome. A little bit about women in music as well. So. That
1: was terrific. I'm that glad, was, you know what, was, sometimes you, you, really get, did well. you,
0: you get nervous as an artist going, yeah, can course. I talk about my play? And oh, yeah. then you're like, nah, I crushed it.
1: But also, that's kind of why you're here. <laughs> not,
0: not only just to entertain my friends. Um, <laughs> I just wish I, yeah, I wish I knew Judith's last name, but that's the only I, the yeah. fact that I, I, I missed on that. But
1: you did you well. Thank you. I'm, I really, this play is like right in my strike zone.
0: Yeah. yeah. When you said you like music. Yeah. Um, and you were like, let me know what you're promoting. I was like, I'm literally can't i can i can promote my show about music to you my friend it's perfect so
1: it's great um and we hope
0: like old town school you know or in like people who go to different music mm -hmm. venues will come and enjoy it as well so we just hope it's not just for artists you know you want to make theater for people who who actually like what the play's about right or you know about music or about that type of um that time in chicago's history so you're not from (laughs) chicago though right I'm from the suburbs. Oh, th- really? Okay. I'm from Wheaton, which has Get the most out. churches per square I mile. I'm very familiar with Wheaton. Yeah. So I grew up there, and then I went to college in upstate New York, which at the time I went there, I don't know if it's still true, but it's a trivial pursuit question, which town has the most bars per square mile, and it's Saratoga Springs, Sarato- yeah, Sar- okay. where there's a racetrack. So I left the place with the churches, went to the one with the bars.
1: I was going to guess uh, Binghamton, but that's not it. No. Yeah.
0: I don't know what it is now. That used to be the answer, but might have changed. It was like...
1: It's usually a place in Wisconsin. Seriously. Oh, really? Like the top twelve drunkest cities in this, in America are in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, wow. Have you been to Wisconsin? I have. For the yeah, there's a lot of cheese and
1: yeah, it's just drinking. Yeah. Like it's just there's <laughs> a bar, cheese, there's a bar yeah. in every corner. Um, everyone drinks uh, brandy and Miller. Uh, they, they just garb eighty percent of the nation's brandy is consumed in Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, I used to tend bar. At, my first job out of high school was tending bar in Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah, strangely. <laughs> so uh they'd be like uh it was just brandy old fashions all night and miller high life that wow was my whole mgd that was my whole MGD. life yeah and they and people would just drink a bajillion wow. they would just drink until everyone was just wearing nascar jackets yeah, in nice, yeah, yeah, in yeah. nice restaurants sure. wearing their Dale and hard gear <laughs> and uh <laughs> and just being like oh yeah i get the chicken strips and uh <laughs> like 12 mgd a bucket of mgds
0: i'm a gin and tonic person oh really yeah so you i'm like i know what those brands are but sure i don't ever drink beer
1: yeah i used to be a whiskey person and then i got older and uh our moms our moms talked we can't, we're not allowed to be friends anymore yeah. we can't hang out uh so now you I just, get violent no the hangovers are terrible oh, i don't hang- get. Oh. I, I don't um, aggressive i yeah. have taken pretty much most of my violent tendencies and just kind of pressed them way down like which mm. is like to say i've dealt with them but i mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they don't tend to pop up i i have um but yeah, the last time I got in any sort of physical altercation, I almost beat a man to death uh at Berlin of all places what you know sometimes people get handsy on a dance floor and they oh, have to get Oh man
0: hurt. Yeah, talk about it touch. wasn't me it was
1: for somebody else oh yeah I don't like I really have a hard i grew up I grew up with women i mm-hmm. you know sisters and all that kind of stuff, so I have a really hard time with um when men are aggressive aggressive yeah. with women like it makes me very upset yeah. um and so when someone does it to my partner mm-hmm. who is a woman mm-hmm. um and I once at first I was just like, You need to move mm-hmm. away. And then the second time he came up and like mm-hmm. grabbed her from and like as I'm dancing, we're dancing together. I'm just mm-hmm. like can we just be a couple of queers at Berlin just dancing on a Thursday? Right. right. And then he comes up and grabs her from behind and I just like it snapped. Ugh. I didn't even know what to do. I snapped and like um I immediately grabbed him by his shirt and drug him from the dance floor all the way to the front door. And then I put him up against the wall and like the whole time, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm telling the story on the radio. Uh, and the whole time I'm just like, uh, yeah, you know, I'll kill you. I'll put you in the ground. All the things like I the, the whole, like every Chaz Palminteri role you've mm-hmm. ever seen just immediately is like, and mm-hmm. this is who you are on the inside. <laughs> it's coming out. <laughs> it's bad. So yeah, all the way to the wall. And then I opened the open the door with his head. Did your date? Uh,
0: did your date feel like, hey, I could have handled that myself, right? Like, why did you do that? Or was your date... Or partner, partner grateful yeah. for you know because some people feel like you've just now exhibited this you yeah know, really yeah. aggressive tendency or this really um misogyny, you know right, or, right. Um,
1: Ma- masculine yeah mm-hmm. masculine
0: like it's coming out in a yeah. way that i didn't need you to be my protector but i'm just curious what your no
1: and i try not to be that i try not to be that like. person but she uh i turned around and she or she just, was scared or no she was just holding her coats and my drink and was like oh. do we need to go she got other cops yeah. here and i said no She, like all right Cool. She just put the coats down and we went back to dancing. Like For it real? Yo, it was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, well then. Well, she also has been, we yeah. we've known each, we known met each other through uh, suspicious circumstances. We She also used to be a person who made a lot of bad choices. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, so that's, you know, she's just like, I just know that the one rule is like you can't you can't beat anybody up right. in Berlin. And right. I was like, I know, right? Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so that was – I didn't intend on com- that coming up at all. I, when I told my father this story one night, he was like, yeah, well, at least you know you're Italian. I was like, see, this is not what I'm and trying like, to associate. Don't, yeah,
0: don't – That's they should not be conclusive, right? Is, yeah, right. No, but, stop. Yeah. But, it,
1: but it's but it, but yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: wow. Or exclusive, conclusive, exclusive. Exclusive, yeah, tied together. Yeah, tied together. Least, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. You don't have to be that way just because you're – Of course not. And of I course really, not. And
1: I really hate that about – the italian-american ethos yeah. um, like
0: that we had yeah that, that's some stereotype hey, I'm Italian. i gotta be this it's like, no such no you don't yeah it's i don't right. like
1: it at all i don't care for it um it, wow that came up
0: yeah Woo! you went anyway. from wisconsin to yeah. Berlin. yeah sorry i didn't mean to make that but all yes. with me. but no i'm in the not, suburbs <laughs> i'm not violent i
1: used to drink whiskey now i drink vodka like an old rich white woman it's and good that's it's, good for your diet it really though. is good for you good and for you. i don't drink much at all anymore <laughs> now that i'm on the mental health pills Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. I finally got a medication that works, but they're like, e- you're not supposed to drink with this. And I'm like, sweet. Well, you know,
0: yeah, drinking less is.
1: And good. with the readily available Canada's market, uh, uh, the world has changed. So everything's good.
0: I'm August 3rd. I'm one month smoke free. Cool. Cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I quit about a year ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: Congrats. Well, I, I quit f- for the third time about a year Yeah, <laughs> I quit for like the 18th. <laughs> yeah. um, How does that feel?
0: It feels good. It does feel like this is finally it, you know? Are like, you are you I'm around with the jewel or uh, No, I just anything? did it. No. I was just done. Truthfully, being around less smokers mm-hmm. is half the game. If True. less of your friends are smoking and yeah. less artists are smoking and less times to go out and have a break and have a smoke, no one's smoking anymore and it's they're really expensive and mm-hmm. also yeah, if you just if you stay away from people even though I still have friends who smoke. It can be hard, but they're really respectful, and sometimes they won't smoke in front of me. So I yeah. feel very lucky. In this show, I have I have a fake cigarette prop sure. for a second, so everyone was, like, freaking out for me. Like, will you be okay? And I was like, yeah, it's – act like, yeah, and this look doesn't even act- look like a real right, cigarette, yeah, yeah. right? It's so – it's you know, they just – they look so cheesy, but it's fine. It doesn't smell like a cigarette. So it's just it's, – it's interesting when they're like, are you going to make it through? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can make it through this play if I can make it through stressful situations because there's still some days I really want one, but mm-hmm. – if you do anything else for that. Somebody said, um, Elizabeth Laidlaw, an amazing actress in Chicago, um, said, do a plank. You know, do a plank for... I, I did push-ups. Yeah. And then you'll feel, after that, you're so tired. Anyway, yeah. you don't want to do anything, and you also feel like a, a you're a rock star. Yeah.
1: yeah I Be got strong. more in shape. I'm like, so I yeah. did 10 push-ups every time I wanted a cigarette.
0: Ooh, 10 yeah, okay. I'm building
1: like postage box already, and it just gets worse and worse when I'm doing Push-ups, <laughs> push-ups are hard. Push-ups are hard. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't get thin. I get, yeah, I get wide. <laughs> I get, I get deep. <laughs> um, deep. I'm, I'm,
0: thin. but it is annoying when people are like, have a glass of water, and I'm always like, that's nah, not that's a not cigarette. So no. get out of here. Um, I'm on this game. Oh, the,
1: the jewel game. Yeah, because I got it to helps. A, I got to a place where I would quit, and then I'd be offered a year and a half, and then I would have one bad day buy one pack and then I would buy packs for a year and it was just like this off and on thing and when I got to this I was just like look I'm not going to kick this nicotine deal I'm just going to be on this game and if it was Gage's fault (gasps) it's like if Gage is on this game because he quit Right. Because yeah, well, he, he and I, yeah, we, quit. we quit about the same time. <laughs> you quit, right? <laughs> hey, Gage. Uh, are you? He quit with this thing. And he yeah. was like, yeah, this is what Dave Chappelle used. And I was like, all right, mm. fair enough.
0: Yeah, and I think he vapes on stage, or he, yeah. he yeah. uses the jewel on I stage.
1: I, I jewel in here. I don't care. if. And also, I'm 36, so I don't care if it looks douchey, because I don't care anymore. No. I'm sh- out the game. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm not going to pick up any uh, young chicks. Because I look like a douche. I, on, could do I, 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 I could do 10 push-ups. Check it. I could do I don't know if I could right now, but when I was doing them, the thing is I was doing a bunch of shows in Germany when I tried to quit, which is a terrible idea because everyone in Germany smokes. And you could smoke like indoors. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 Right. Air, so, so, I'm like,
0: so I'm doing dick. shows with
1: all these Germans and I'm already like the weird standoffish American. And I'm like in the halls backstage doing push-ups like a dick. And uh, they're like, who is this American who is always with some push-ups? <laughs> <laughs> He's very macho. Macho
0: is the word. Like, what shows I, were
1: you doing? Like doing reading poems, the poem stuff, the you know? poetry stuff. Yeah, my my little poem stuff. My poems. You get
0: paid to do that? Like in so Germany? That's
1: so what I did for a living for ten years.
0: You got paid for ten years. I made. Yeah,
1: I didn't. They paid me to fly to Germany to put me up for a week to do shows at the Hamburg Opera House, what? the O2 Arena. Yeah,
0: that's incredible. That was
1: my life. That was my career.
0: I did not know for that years. it was like a paid, I, yeah. paid gig.
1: Yeah. Uh, there, there were there was a number of us that actually made like a legit living wow. reading poems.
0: And that stopped because w- why? Oh, I we way into it. I'm here to interview you. Is this just, Do you want to hear this story? <laughs> yeah, okay. I do. I don't
1: know. All right. Do you talk about it a lot on here? I don't. I never okay. have. Um, so what happened? There was a, it's a big, I'm not going to get too far into it. But uh, so I used to host, used to co-host The Green Mill with Mark Kelly Smith. Mm-hmm. He and I were essentially business partners. Um, it was his show. It still runs today. We were, we were partners. He, um uh brought me a you know I started performing there when I for like the week after I turned 21 I started performing there and then over the course of 10 years I was just in there there and whatever else and then one day he's just like uh, do you want a guest host he got in an accident or something oh. or yeah it was in a bike accident I said what was need... the show uh it's the Uptown Poetry Slam at the Greenville oh, still the every slam. Sunday yeah, yeah yeah so he uh hit me up and was uh, I think I he asked me if I wanted to cover a gig for him and this was two thousand twenty ten, 2010 maybe um, and uh, I said, yeah, sure. And I covered his gig. And then I said, do you need someone to host? Because I had ho- guest hosted the Green Mill a couple of times when he was out of town. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you need someone to host? He's like, sure. And then I just kind of, he got good feedback or whatever it was. So he just started more and more like, hey, why don't you host the second half of the show? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And then at some point in time, he's like, I want you to full-time do this with me. Mm-hmm. So that's another way I made a living, right? Oh, yeah. So I did the show there. And um, did that show every week. And we were partners and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he started a nonprofit. He asked me to run the nonprofit. I became the executive director there. We were just in, tied. And uh, uh, we had a falling out due to we did a show for the College Union Poetry Slam Invitation. Mm-hmm. This is this big college poetry festival. And I was hosting and, uh, and uh, co-promoting with, uh, with the nonprofit that I was running that he started. And that was growing and growing and growing, and things were going well. And then uh, we had a run-in with some college uh, people who were upset about things. Wow. I'm trying really hard to be diplomatic here.
0: They were upset about the poetry, some of the poetry that, that was Mark, read. Yeah,
1: Mark went on stage, and I was like, "Dude, don't do anything that oh, you shouldn't do. Just hey, play really close to the vest. Right. Just play, just play the hits and get off yeah. stage. These crowds are been pushing back because it was like a week-long festival, and they were kind of mm-hmm. pushing back on some of our people too. And I was mm-hmm. like, Let's just play it really tight. Just play, play the hits." I'm not even going to curse. We're just going to do the show. We're going to get off. We'll get paid. Everything will be fine. And uh, he went up and couldn't do that took some risks took some took some risks but also he just went on he went on stage and just did some Mm -hmm. bad tone deaf old white guy poetry about like race and it's like dude, you just don't have the no you don't have the the mechanics or the knowledge to talk about this the way that you should so we went on stage and and people they boot him off stage and protested and Mm -hmm. all this kind of stopped the show and it was just a nightmare and then they went after him on media and then they went after me and then we stopped and then mark essentially at that point in time just fired me from the show
0: he still but he still does it he still does it, yeah. but he's
1: just like you know. It's just mm, I think we're, I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn my back on Slam and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and it's best if I just do the show by myself. And I was like, so okay. Did so. you learn a
0: lesson? No, did, nothing, no, nothing.
1: nothing. I, I maybe I don't know, but yeah. I doubt it. So basically, uh, it all went to hell. We, we stopped being partners, I, and I uh, resigned as executive director of mm. the organization. Mm-hmm. And then the organization board was like, well, we're not going to keep doing it without you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was like, well, then you're, we're on our own. And I kind of just was like, meh, it's dead to me now. It's not dead to me, but yeah. the whole it just got so ugly. It was way I'm in sorry. depth in social media, and you know this flame know war, a drag through the internet. Yeah. yeah, when hundreds of people are telling you you're a terrible person that have never met you, you yeah. know, and you, all that kind of stuff, and people lie and say he said this that on stage that I never said, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like it just all the stuff we know about flame wars in the internet in the age mm-hmm. of social justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got pulled into,
0: and I was just like, "This, even is, though you it, were like, this isn't what I, this, this not who I, I am, stood for, yeah, and I told them not to." Yeah, and, I'm sorry. It happens.
1: Sorry, we bring. Ugh, man, I've been talking too much yeah. in this show. Yeah. Um, thanks for bringing that up with me. But yeah, I, did, cool. I just was wondering if, like, <laughs> how
0: you made money doing this. So I never uh, yeah. knew that. Yeah. So I did
1: shows and taught workshops and ran a nonprofit and mm-hmm. toured. And Germany actually is where poetry poetry slam is biggest in Germany. For real. For real.
0: Where did it originate?
1: Uptown Poetry Slam at the Green Mill.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That is like how the it original started. Show. Huh.
1: Yeah. 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 So anyway, life's weird. We'll edit that out. Uh, Tell me, (laughs) tell me about the what's the tone of this play? That vodka now. Yeah, vodka. Two Ks. Uh, What's the show? Is it is it a comedy or drama?
0: I'd say it's a A little of both, a little dramedy. Yeah. Um, No, it's it's a it's a comedy. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be uh, funny, and um, but it's heartfelt too. There's really nice moments between father and daughter, um, a relationship. There's a, I have a, you know, I have an, I have a nice scene with um, my ex-husband too. So there's like relationship stuff. So you
1: and your ex-husband, your ex, your, fr- car- your character's ex-husband or your actual my, ex-husband? No, my character's ex-husband. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: good. So there's like a, you know, still a lot of love there and a lot of connection and history. Sure. And there's a character who's lost his father. He's sort of the, the the villain in theory because he's the one coming in being like, we're going to sell this building. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to change it into a big club. And you're out, but he's also losing, you know, his, his father used to run the business and he's trying to like, mm-hmm. this, this guy's trying to kind of take the reins and have power now. And then his dad passes away and it's, it's quite moving because it's like, he's trying to have stake in the game and claim something for his own future. And, and he has to kind of come out from underneath his father. And even though, ain't that always, yeah, the game? ain't that always the game? Yeah. Yeah. Well. You talked about yours. No, so. I don't know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> yeah, quit making the Come on <laughs> You're the worst. This is what I do with my therapist. Oh. She'll be like, We're talking about you. And I'll be like, So what's going on with your girl? Like I Yo, literally, I yeah, I'll say, well, are you do you have another because she she's a drummer. I'll be like, When's your next concert? And what about this? And yeah. she's like, This is your therapy session. Right. Stop it. Talk about your dead mm-hmm. mom, you know? And I'm like, No, I wanna I wanna <laughs> check in with you, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my therapist is like um, I think he's like I'm guessing so I I get cheap uh cheap pieces of garbage therapy uh-huh. uh you know cheap cheap uh cheap queer therapy over at the center right so I go to the center and um the there I think my I I so you get the people that are like studying to yeah. be they're in their final masters intern program basically um yeah so I have like a 27 year old dude who's like you know
0: super, and he's hel- he's but he's helpful
1: to some extent i mean yeah. we, you only get so much time before like in may he has to go and be uh he has to go on move on to his next thing or graduate Ah, or whatever it is, right? So like he and I are about to wrap up our thing. So it's helpful, but there are moments where you gotta yeah. There are moments though where you could tell the age in somebody Mm -hmm. where it's kinda like, oh you you're still too young to really get what I'm saying to you. Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) There's a moment where he was looking at me and he was just like, Oh, God, that's really sad. And I was like, Don't uh, No, yeah. yeah. You could say that, but also don't say that Don't say that. Don't say that to other people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That must be hard to start over (laughs) To start over again, too, once he maybe, moves on. Maybe. I don't know. You'd have to, like, start another. You have to meet with a new person, right? When they graduate, then you. Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how
1: it works. I, I just know that I was. I was in a bad way a few months ago. I was just like, I need to save some yeah. money. And, and these are the yeah. only people. And yeah. there was whatever. So, I don't know. Life is what it is. Um, so, you're there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like I mean, How long in. have you been therapy?
0: Um, since 2000 and, like six I think oh, six so or like, seven but off and on yeah I, I I leave for like a stretch though like a year or two months and I come back you know I, mm-hmm. I it's not consistent enough for me it's when I need her and she knows that and she's a really good friend of mine too so it's this like gotcha. we become kind of not we weren't we weren't she was my therapist first but now she sees my plays and is a is a is wonderful, that weird um, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not it's not ethically gray
1: though she says just yeah. so
0: you know some people will find this relationship odd or we'll look at this and and question it, but it's up to you if you're fine with it. Like if you come to my concerts and you, I introduce you as my patient. Some people might be like, "That's weird," but I was like, "I don't care." Sure. I personally don't care. So, and and I don't call her on her birthday. You know, it isn't that close. We don't like hang out every day, but I can text her or I can say, "Yeah, I have a show coming up. Do you want comps or do you want to mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. see it?" So I feel like she's on my side, and that's what a good therapist should be, you know? right? And rooting for me but is always there to take my call, you know? So, but yeah, it is a different relationship. And I think people have been like, that's weird. And I don't, I don't really find it that weird for me. Do you ever it's find that okay like you, you have nothing to say? Oh. Those weeks where you're like, I don't really need kind to Kind of. And this then week. like yeah. 10 minutes in, you know, I'm crying. Yeah. And I'm like talking about something that has nothing to do. I never thought I was going to talk about this thing, you know? And all right. of a sudden it's buried. Deep. There's, I, and they, you know. But it's I, also trivial. So yeah, it's also like uh, a very trivial thing that i right. spent 45 minutes right. on. But it's clearly about... Something, something else yeah. or I'm like avoiding the thing I should be talking about, which she'll tell me. Yeah. She'll be like, let me know when you want to get to this. Cause you just talked about my right. friend for right. 20 minutes, but she just lets me talk though. She doesn't, you know, ever judge, but maybe later when I leave <laughs> <laughs> in the moment, she seems real supportive, Right. but she also gives me a lot of self-help, a lot of like, this is a great exercise to try. So do yeah, this about or, the cognitive behavioral yeah, and or yeah, stuff? exactly. Yeah. Or literally go try shiatsu. Go get mm. acupuncture. Go, you know, it could be a physical thing. She's great at giving me tools that aren't just, you know. Do you get worksheets? No, but she'll give me activities where I have to write things. To, yeah, yeah. I, I don't got, have an I action. got a work. No. Someone gave you, me. He, I, oh. I, told,
1: I told, he gave me a worksheet. He's like, it's part of our thing. Then I'm like, sure. I'm not going to fill this out. You were honest. You were like, "Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to fill out a worksheet for you. It's just not going to happen." I'm sorry. This. What is... did he say? And he's like, "No, well, I appreciate you trying." And right. I'm like, "I'll take it," but I'm just telling you, I'm not going to. Yeah,
0: it I'll out. take it and put it, you know, somewhere in my I'll, car.
1: I'll read it, but I'm not, <laughs> right, right. if you think I'm going to bring it back filled out, but I had a, I had this one therapist. It was like the first guy I ever saw uh, on my own of my own volition that mm-hmm. I got to choose first one I ever saw, um, who was just like uh, he was the he was really big on like. It was really heteronormative, really um, uh, monogamy forward, really mm-hmm. about like, well, let's, let's figure out how to get you back with your ex. And I'm like, that's not really what the thing mm-hmm. that's, you know, mm-hmm, that. mm-hmm. it was just about like our exercise every day. And he's just basically like a dad kind of yeah, type, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he'd just be like, well, how do you feel this week? I'm like, I feel really, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, did you do your worksheets? Or you, did you do your homework? No. Well, that's why you feel that way. And I'm like, oh. Is bear- that? Is it yeah. really? Because of my worksheets? Yeah. Really? I feel bad because I didn't do the yeah. exercises you put me through. Like, it was, and I, at some point, I just went like, why am I paying yeah. money? Yeah. Why am I selling my guitars to see this guy?
0: I wish. <laughs> Literally. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> that's a line in the play. One of the characters says, oh, and then I had to sell my guitar. And he's yeah. like, yeah, tragic. That's you what know. mo- most yeah. musicians do yep. for money. Yep. He's the DJ though. So he's spinning. He's spinning. Wow. Well, um but I, I like that you did it with your hands. Yeah. I know that there's we're not live streaming today but you like, you know, you know. DJ. Dig-a-dee-dee. Um but yeah, what if all happiness came from just doing worksheets? Like you just did a worksheet and it just all went away. Every just blew my mind. If we're writing this play together now. <laughs> That's, all be That's all it took. That's all it took. Uh, that's awesome no drugs
1: yeah yeah no drugs no anything just like did you fill out your your
0: worksheet i hate you know
1: that's like the the softest 1984 (laughs) 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 you're fun i like you're disarming i it's it's weird i don't have to pull anything out of you you ask questions it's strange no bra no bra brought that up so uh (laughs) i'm loose i'm 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 really working on uh Not commenting. Oh,
0: the show is called... I'm going to keep... Yeah. No, that's what you're here for. The Undeniable Sound of Right Now, in case anyone's going... The Undeniable Sound. What is this show called? Of Right Now, at the Raven Theater.
1: Raven Theater. Raven Theater, uh, which is a cool... Theater, yeah. I've produced some shows at the Raven Theater.
0: Really, true for for
1: slam work. For actually. slam work, yeah. I did. Uh I worked with with Kelly Strickland about doing oh, some. Yeah. doing some shows
0: together. Yeah, she came and v- was able to see us um mm-hmm. in previews because she was visiting. Red. So I got to see her. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really cool spot. Um, it's been around it's, a while. It's and been a long yeah, time. Yeah, there's
0: some it, new. that you've been there. You mean?
1: No, I mean it's been a long that that theater's been it's there. It's been a long, a long time.
0: time. Yeah, new leadership with Cody Estel, who's become the artistic director. I think two or three years ago. So he's really bringing some incredible artists to the table and they have a great staff and a great production team and they are a lot of hands on deck. So it feels like it's in good hands to move into the, the next century or whatever, you know, into the, into the future. So they're bringing some great programming in and, it's right exciting. And they have a lot of subscribers. So a lot of those subscribers are sticking around. It's like 700 subscribers. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, it's so pretty um, um, And it's directed by BJ Jones, who runs Northlight Theater, which is in Skokie. Mm-hmm. And so he's running it or directed it, and some great designers. So, yeah, June 16th. Come on out. June,
1: it's going to run until June 16th. Yeah, Thursday yeah. through Sunday. But it's running mm-hmm. right now, Thursday yep. through Sunday. That's you right. can get tickets. And uh, if right.
0: you're, oh, yeah, at raventheater.com. Or, oh, shoot. Just Google Raven. We're just at this Google point in, in our lives, just we don't, don't have to it. memorize this. It's like when people say, you ever been at someone's house and they're like, this, this happens, I feel like sometimes with older people. yeah. But anybody will be like, oh, okay, so let me just, I'll, give me a second so I can write down the directions for you. Or, you know the light, go to mm-hmm. the left and you're going to see the store and you're always like nodding. I'm just gonna going to pull this up. I'm just going to pull this up. What are we yeah. doing here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad! Yeah, and then I, I kick them. No, it's, I'm not this angry, but it's so funny, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm just gonna. Yeah, and they go, and what's, like, the, what's the website? It's like, just Google it. Just Google it. it. It's it. gonna pop up first. RavenTheater Yeah, probably. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, and if you're industry, you can use industry fifteen, all capitals. Awesome for Thursday nights for fifteen dollar tickets. So I if mean, your industry is an artist, come on out.
1: I'm going. I'm totally gonna go. Uh, industry Wheaton. So let's talk about Wheaton for just a second. <laughs> Where did you go? Because we never got off this, and then you made it. Google about me. it. Go- just Google it. Google Wheaton. Uh, I knew Wheaton because I knew. Uh, I, I, at one point in time, lived in the Chicago suburbs mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, the My folks still live there now, and my sister and everyone else. So, Wheaton, did you, so you grew up there, did you, um, are your parents religious?
0: No, that's yeah, the thing. That
1: was that weird divide in no. Wheaton, uh, between, like, just regular secular people right. and, like, hardcore Christians.
0: And my dad was raised Catholic. He has eight sure, siblings, so, and he was grew up in Iowa, and my mom. Irish? No, like, huh. German, huh. English. Um, Were you originally Schwartzes? Polish.
1: I'm serious. I don't know. I
0: actually don't... Well, Cause that's, I don't know. Cause
1: I, I'm very interested in like the disambiguation of names. I
0: don't know. We yeah. might have... Yeah. Um, my last name is Black. Which is Schwartz yeah. in... Yeah, you're right. I don't Britain. know. Okay. Anyway. So maybe. I'm going to find that out. Um, learning things. Learning things. Growing. Uh, so, no, they weren't. But... They did decide to raise me Lutheran. My dad didn't. I don't think my dad cared either way. I think mm-hmm. my mom was like, let's just do this. Because you're was already like, blonde. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's blonde. We'll make her Sure, Lutheran. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but it wasn't that I, I, I didn't go to church every Sunday, but they certainly, but they did take me to church on Easter and Christmas. And I did youth, um, youth, um, youth group. And I did, mm-hmm. um, handbells and I like, I would literally you start. Oh bells? yeah. I would, I got kind of into Girl. it in, in handbells middle was like, school. It was
1: like the original acapella. Yeah, well, was, acapella was the original acapella. Yeah, I was like, wasn't it? Then... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I went on, like, mission trips, too. So I would go to Nebraska oh, wow. and go to New Orleans and help people build houses, paint houses. I worked on a reservation. So I did some of the service activities, right. of, uh, which is good, right? You go, that's great. That's teaching me to be a, yeah. to giving back to the world. But I wouldn't say that my family, because my sure. mom was a biology teacher. My mom believed, you know, science. In science, like a yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um. So she was a big, science person and 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 so i think the teachings of being a good human were really important but 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 the stories of i don't know if Hmm. the bible was you know was was, it wasn't that wasn't as important and it certainly wasn't like read in my house gotcha but um, but but they wanted to yeah but they wanted me to be part of that community i think before i found theater and then i found theater in high school and then and then all bets were off and the, all the morality No I'm kidding But then <laughs> then I had a <laughs> community yeah. I had a group sure. I, I did speech team I did theater You know uh, So that became my life Instead you, of I'm mm, sorry
1: go ahead It became your life Yeah Where'd you go to high school?
0: Wheaton Warrenville South
1: Wheaton Warrenville South Yeah uh, Alright did, did you go to Hubble?
0: I did Yeah I did Which is where John Belushi John Belushi bon and, and his brother Jim, Jim Went to high school Yeah when And it was now a, When it was a high school That's a Mariano's Shut up It really? is a
1: Mariano's I only knew that because um, I knew other kids that went to Hubble yeah. in middle school.
0: No, there's like, a, I think there was like asbestos in the whole thing. And <laughs> Not at all surprising. Yeah, no. Yeah. And now it's literally a Marian- on a hill. So it's like this beautiful the crest. Go- yeah. The most gorgeous yeah. Marianos. Most gar- yeah, literally gorgeous, you know. Oh, that's and cool. there's a piano in there, yeah, <laughs> as you're shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but it is weird to be like, that's where I took eighth grade.
1: Yeah, you know? that's where I learned about. The periodic table. Right. Was right where that wine bar is now.
0: Right. I did like mousetrap there as an eighth grader. Yeah. Where did you grow up?
1: A little bit everywhere. I moved around a lot. My family's all from here. So my family immigrated from... I don't know my mother's family at Mm -hmm. all. uh, So I don't really talk about them because I only met one or two people I've ever been related to on that side. But they're like Mayflower white people from the East Coast, right? And I don't know them. Um, But my father's family immigrated from Southern Italy from, uh, I believe, Avellino, which is a village outside of Napoli. Okay. Uh, Came here... Went came through Ellis Island because everyone did, and then they went straight to Chicago. So they were, and that was four generations ago. Mm. Um, but I was raised, my dad grew up in the city and everything else, but, like, they didn't want to raise their kids in the city. Mm-hmm. And my dad actually got a job working uh, in a small town uh, called Bluffton, Indiana, which is, was the home of the Keebler Pretzel Factory, which oh. is where
0: he worked. He worked in the factory? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you have free Keebler constantly
1: your whole life? I grew up on pretzels, and I I, to this day I you can't have them. Well, no, I can have them, but I'm not into it, and I'm very judgmental of the (laughs) pretzels. I'm very I can do the whole taxonomy of pretzels. It's really (laughs) this is what my life was. Uh, But like they all grew up. So like my father, my father uh, went to high school or went to high school at Holy Cross, which at the time was DePaul University High School. Went to Milliken, came back, Mm. uh, was a teacher for one year. And then, like, got laid off and then just became, started working like, the same factory his dad worked in, which was the same factory that, like, his mom worked in and his uncle moved. Like, oh, it was wow. the whole family worked mm-hmm. in these Keebler factories in Chicago. And my grandparents met there. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So, wow. like, and he just was like, yeah, I'm going to go back and work at the factory and then just got promoted. Cause he was the only guy with a college degree. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like, he just worked for them for 25, 30 and in, years.
0: Yeah. Pension and yeah. all that. Well,
1: or, up to a point and then yeah, whatever. And then right. he had found different jobs and everything else. But because of that, we moved around a lot. Like he would move to work for Keebler hmm. this or Keebler that or whatever it was. So most of my toys were just Keebler products. Wow. Just giveaways. Yeah. Here, play with this kid. Yeah. 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 And your mom, she was a nurse. A nurse was a nurse uh was a was a flower child type and then became a nurse and then met my dad for some reason mm. like i guess dated a bunch of doctors and stuff and then like met my weird dad from the Midwest
0: she
1: was li- yeah. She's
0: like I love pretzels and no, this feels right no and then
1: he moved her like hey we're gonna go to this they got married oh. and then like 12 minutes later he's like by the way <laughs> I just got this job offer for Fooled this. you hey do you want to move to a tiny town in the middle of Indiana where you don't know anybody and we're the only urbanites that like read yeah, yeah it's a weird yeah. it was a weird thing huh. so yeah
0: they're still still together wow yeah. congrats yeah congrats yeah I, I
1: I it's I think it's entirely a testament to my mother. That's amazing. Yeah, I know you're listening, Dad. I don't care. Um <laughs> <You can laughs> I'm never, Kidding. I'm kidding. That, that's a lot of years, though, right? It's a long, mean, they've been together for a long, long time. They're going to be. F- it's going to be 40, uh, 40 years, like next week. That's Wonderful. Yeah. Bananas.
0: Yeah. Mine made it to, to thirty six, which is pretty amazing pretty too. Impressive. But still, it's yeah, it's that's hard. It's hard in this. It's hard in general, but it's hard in this day and age. I feel like.
1: I feel like it was harder then. Yeah. In a weird way, because the.
0: There are a lot of people. Well, there there wasn't much therapy, right? There was less therapy, and that's why I think it was harder. Is
1: that like you would people got married a lot younger? They they're not where we are now. Like I'm in a very. How deep my dad is listening. Uh, I'm in an interesting relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But we've been together for five years, Mm -hmm. and we're not planning on not being together five years from now, right? But we also are very non-traditional in a Mm -hmm. lot of values, and um, it's okay because we were able to create a relationship based on what we wanted for ourselves. right? And um, there are a lot of things that will exist inside of our relationship that, like, would never exist in a relationship 20 years ago. Right. Ever. Right, right. Right. Except for, like, absolute weirdos that mm-hmm. they made movies about in Greenwich right. Village. Um, but now it's like, yeah, we're, most of our friends are weirdos like that. So right. it's just kind of how we are. Uh, and I think that a lot of times when people got married and it was like, you have to get married before you're 30. And you're going to stay with that person forever. And then there's just this growing mutual acrimony and defeat. True. I guess
0: people stay together because they felt like they, they, had, they had to. to I especially guess the that's Catholics. True. God. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels, I don't know why, it just feels like society, It's there's so many more options, right? Or I feel like... People Distractions, feel, if you yeah, distractions and options to, 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 to stray. Right. How and long have you been with uh,
1: yours? your human. My human. What, Two, do, you, uh, what do you? What do you? Two thousand
0: and eleven. Term, what terms do you use? My boyfriend. Your boyfriend. I don't yeah. know. I'm no, I've had to think.
1: I don't say I don't say boyfriend or girlfriend because yeah. it, it feels like tenth grade to me.
0: Right. I oh my part.
1: I say partner because partner. we're partners. Right. Right. Because I said fake wife for a long time. My mother hated it. Yeah. Because well, it was funny. Nah, you're right. It's I not your it, real wife. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I think
0: boyfriend is what I would say. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, since 2011. And 2011. Yeah. So that's like, been a minute.
1: Mm-hmm. How's that going? Great. He's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Watch the gotcha come out. Like, right. And I got him on the line. <laughs>
0: this is your life. Um, what is the
1: worst? It's just, what's his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Does he use the whole designation? hmm Jonathan, not a John. He's a Jonathan. Oh, he
0: doesn't like John, no. Oh, I was Mexican. Yeah. yeah, no. I was like, that. That. that's for sure, but... Or Johnny, yeah, no, it's the full thing, Jonathan yeah, Jonathan, he an actor too
1: he's not good thank for you. God, good for you thank... congratulations, uh. tell me he's like an accountant <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he does he, he's not an accountant he were he does e learning so he he creates courses for uh companies to train their employees on like let's say it's you know McDonald's or whatever mm-hmm. they would train, they would create a course to train sure. mid mid levels and yeah. mid level employees on a new product so it's getting them compliant yeah or yeah, yeah. getting them so he's great he's he's a writer he's a playwright oh okay um as well he doesn't you know he doesn't actively pursue it but he he does do it mm-hmm. and um he writes he was writing a screenplay with a friend in la and so yeah he's he dabbles in the arts he's a great writer but you know he's not trying to make any money with it but he does stuff for mcsweeney's and he submitted stuff for the onion okay, yeah. yeah he's really funny he had a I mean, I'll brag. I don't know. We're live. He I don't was care. He was We're one going. of the finalists for this new gig at um, Cards Against Humanity. They had really? over 10,000 submissions. He was Including one of, mine,
1: yeah. Yeah, well. Everyone I know submitted. Yeah. Every comedian I know submitted.
0: That is crazy. He was one of like 20 finalists or something like that. That's right. And he didn't get it, but he went to these like workshops. They paid, which is incredible. They pay you and you go and you do these kind of like workshop boot mm-hmm. camps and then you submit your cards and then they they choose who they choose but it's we like don't the
1: new, it's the new real world
0: basically. yeah right Yeah, you, you fight to the death because <laughs> you and I
1: are the same age right. uh, of but when isn't that nice? being on the real world was a thing that everyone did right but, they, it, right.
0: Right. but they paid them for their time <laughs> that's which cool. is so amazing so that's, that's, that's just my shout out to good job cards good but yeah. nice job
1: cards right I know a couple people who work over there actually yeah there's a lot who the... doesn't right?
0: right everyone knows people. everyone knows
1: everyone everyone knows that. if you spend enough time in this city you will meet yeah. every person that exists right. on the planet right <laughs> on the planet because <laughs> it's so transient right like right. everyone who's ever wanted to be an actor a comedian a musician yeah. has spent some time here at some point right? not everyone but a lot of people
0: you're like oh I know that person who knows this person yeah Um, but yeah so it didn't happen and it was kind of a bummer I think he felt like it's gonna I feel good about this sure you know but you know they maybe they you know need more women because like it's run by a one, the, the writer's room is yeah. a woman which is great mm-hmm. but maybe you know it's like another man you know we don't need you we don't need you. Well, or so, maybe just somebody know. was more yeah. in tune to their thing. Yeah, exactly. So, but he felt like, you know, hey, if that's, you know, make room, you know, but maybe it'll happen again someday. Maybe I'd, they'll like, they'll have another round. So yeah, sure. We'll see. How How did you meet? We met doing, um, we met doing a show with Theater 7. Mm-hmm. They don't exist anymore. No, they don't. No. Um, he was in a play about, it was a play about different Chicago neighborhoods. I was in a play about, um, Lori's Planet of Sound, actually. It was mm-hmm. about. No, he was in a play about Lori's. It was about records. And I was in a play about a boutique in uh, Wicker Park. Hmm. So that's it. He was in a Brett Avenue piece. He was an actor. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, so I know, Uh, I know, I know. But that was like one. And then he like went on one more audition. This is what he tells. This is a story he tells. So I I, I feel fair telling it. He went to like one audition and he didn't get it. And he was like, I can't take this rejection. I'm out of here. And I was like, are you kidding me? Just one. And this guy was like, I'm out. Some you know, people aren't bred for it. Yeah, but I'm he knew either. right away. And I was like, just just, just one? Like, you know, he was devastated. So it was like, I can't handle this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know how many times I've auditioned as an adult? How many? Zero.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Like
0: only in your te- like teens or in tw- your 20s?
1: I've auditioned. Outside of high school, I've auditioned one time. Yeah. For anything. Yeah. I, I'm like, I will either create my own deal or someone will offer me something. Right.
0: And that's it. What was the last audition you did? Do you remember it? Was, it?
1: Yeah, it was, for a, it was for a theater workshop. No, not a theater workshop. It was for, uh, I was 18. It was also the one time I ever got caught skipping school.
0: It was like the one time
1: I straight up skipped school. Mm-hmm. It was one period. I went to go, anyway, it's a long story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had been invited, basically I got referred uh, to audition for this play. I was like 18 years old. It mm-hmm. was at the Off-Broadway Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, yeah, and I didn't get it and that was fine yeah but then the person that cast it later cast me in something else so it was like
0: oh know. just offered you something yeah oh well look at you no not really it's, just it's... i'm a
1: type i guess you are
0: but that's fancy like yeah. just being offered stuff is the dream
1: yeah but now i just am like are you gonna offer it to me or can we make it by ourselves <laughs> otherwise i'm not gonna line up that's why i didn't pursue acting i just hated it it's hard even now like i was doing stand i was doing i was like let me do stand up for the first time in a year yeah. last week and i went up and i'm like this this sucks. I remember why I don't do stand-up anymore.
0: Did it go poorly,
1: or not, did you went fine? It was fine, but it's like, it, it's it, unless you're at the point where you're doing showcases and mm-hmm. things, uh, you are essentially performing at open mics for other comedians. Mm-hmm. You're waiting in line forever. You're standing there all day. You're um, trying to impress other people who are trying to impress each other right. or, or tuned out. The bar doesn't care about you, so the music is on in the other room. Yeah. You can't hear yourself. No one get you know, it's like, it just goes this, and they go, well, that's, that's how you get tough. It's like, yeah, but that's not...
0: It's, Am I enjoying it? Yeah. I'm not enjoying it. So what's the point? Where was it at? Where
1: did uh, I did, you know, just a bunch of mics. It Just open. Just a yeah. bunch of open mics and things. And, you know, I have no no question, no question, qualms about or questions about my ability to make an audience laugh
2: mm-hmm. based on
1: a decade of evidence. But, like, the traditional comedy route, traditional stand-up route is just, like, not for me. Same yeah. thing with acting. I was yeah. like, nah.
0: I'd much it's rather hard. write a
1: play and star in it than...
0: Right, have control, and that's where yeah. I'm at. I I really like control, and and some days I'm like I'm in literally the wrong business um, to have any sort of control, mm-hmm. unless you're literally making it yourself. And I think, you know, it's when you really think about it, <clears throat> every single day as an artist, as an actor, you're trying to get a job, if you if you're lucky, right? If you have an audition and you have things, but to consistently try to get work all day mm-hmm. long people get a job they go to the job they go home or yeah. they have a job for a couple of years and they go and find a new one and they start that new job if they're again if they're lucky yeah or they have three jobs but as an artist you're just constantly every hour of every day yeah being told yes or no sometimes based off of arbitrary reasons the color of your hair mm-hmm. for tv and film this the person, height, the height too short yeah, yeah. So it's, or you, you got to look like the kid if you're playing his mom in the commercial, da, 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 yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. many things outside of your control, even if it goes well. And then when it, Dave, you have a bad day, you, you think you can, you couldn't possibly ever succeed again because of that one moment. And yet you have to just be able to pick yourself up mm-hmm. and it's, it's tough, man. It's, it really is. It really is. So I, did
1: I hear you went to uh, equity recently?
0: I went, I joined SAG. You joined SAG. So TV and so screen. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. screen for, yeah, but now voiceover and commercial and tv and stuff so yeah but I'm, I'm emc so i will have to turn eventually for, for i don't equity. know what any of that means. That just means i'm eligible to turn for i or i'm i'm trying to get weeks and i'm pretty much i think i'm over my limit of mm. like next contract i get offered i think i'd have to turn yeah. union but
1: yeah union's weird especially and we talked about it i don't get too far into it but like we talked about it on here mm-hmm. where we had uh an actor in here that i won't bring up her name because it's not her not my story to tell sure but she was talking about how she was trying to rehearse a play like just sit in on rehearsals uh-huh. and be a stand-in for. Uh, She's Gage. an
0: understudy. No, or- no, no. Uh, she was in the show.
1: She was she was uh, sitting in to be. Uh, how am I? Okay. So when Gage was doing an oak tree, did you see an oak tree? I,
0: I did his first preview.
1: Oh, that's okay. That yeah. must be why he was like, you know, who I just worked with that you should bring on your show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now yeah. it's yeah. Hard to well, make that's sense. a
0: very unique. That's a, whatever you're going to. tell right. is a very unique so he, experience. So yes. he
1: brought in somebody to be his stand in body because the, the second oh, actor changes yeah, right? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you know right. what I'm talking yeah, about I do right so it was just this thing like well we have, to sneak, right. we have to sneak her in and not tell anybody that she's rehearsing exactly like, it's not it like gonna show right
0: because she's union she's just sitting in the room with you right yeah right it's insane and it's like you just gotta be careful that she's you know even right. though she's performing um she's not really performing right, right. it's like it's but she was a, only performing for for the, two hours for the director right. You know? yeah <laughs> right 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 for the director yeah. yeah the only person who saw it was Jeremy
1: <laughs> uh, yeah
0: yeah I don't know. What I is mean, that? that's and that's just you got to get waivers yep. um, for SAG if you're going to do something that's like you're going to create your own little short film or you're mm-hmm. and you're going to use it for yourself. Let's yeah. say you want you just want to make something for you. You're not submitting it to festivals. You have to still you know get a waiver. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen? Then? But I'm still learning a lot about SAG because I'm new to it.
1: You trying to do more commercials or more TV work or?
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing about the union is you don't really have a choice. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like ah, now I will. I can't wait to I, you have to join right you, yeah. you, you get to a certain amount of hours and work that you can't do the next show that you just booked you cannot you can go and be on set but if you are not union and they find out you have you, they could get fined right, right. so um, you're sort of forced to do it so yeah so so you kind of you have no choice, but then what comes along with it are the benefits of insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of benefits, um, free classes and being sure. able to use their downtown studio to do recordings and then, you know, more money, I hope, right? And more That's work. Cool. So, it's, it's, it's something that, I was hoping it would happen in my in my life, and so I guess I you know I'm grateful. Even though congratulations, right? It's you like it's be expensive, excited. but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm happy. It's like <laughs> just pricey when you're like, oh, I gotta give you all this money now. It's such a weird uh, dichotomy of the
1: of the of the look at me culture that we're in. Yeah, like, everyone has to tell you everything they're doing all the time, but we're still all very Midwestern about like kind I'm of, not sh- supposed I to tell brag. you brag. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't brag yeah. about this thing that's actually hard that I accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kind of great. Yeah, no, I was very. But I would like you to notice how yeah. good I look in this top. It's I but
0: don't I look great on set L-E-W-K Yeah I shot a I had to join Because I shot this new show Called Proven Innocent That's Fox I've heard about the Proven Innocent mm-hmm. Fox uh, is it, Did it get picked up? I don't know yet It just ended last week The last episode Just aired So we'll see We don't know yet
1: Oh That's right 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 right, right. So you, you You didn't do the pilot No I did okay. like
0: The second to last episode um, Which aired A couple weeks ago And this last one Aired I think last week So mm-hmm. Or So two weeks ago and then we'll find out. We don't know, but did you play a doctor? No, I have though. I, I'm sure.
1: No, i just everyone I know is like, I either played a fireman. No, or it doctor was or, I was a doctor or a, doctor or a fireman. I was yeah. a specialist. You were a med. med. Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, a um, a um, infectious disease specialist dealing with a tick on somebody. They found out it was a tick. Was it the irony this? though was that I didn't find out who. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find the tick though. You're like, but I'm yeah. the specialist, yeah. you know. But the star did right. That mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. But sure. it's just funny to think. But I but the doctor didn't didn't yeah. didn't figure it out. You stupid doctor. Yeah, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Um but again I look good on set. Yeah. Uh no, proven <laughs> innocent, I was a I was literally an immigration attorney, but on the side of the government. Boo. So I had to send back this mm. young kid. It's your fault. Yeah. Look I what felt you did. really bad. Look what you and did. he was so cute and I had to be like, I don't know where his parents are. Like, I'm overwhelmed, right? It's more about being overwhelmed with your coursework, mm-hmm. right? I don't have time to deal with every every kid, but this adorable little actor was so sweet, and you could tell he was like, "Is she mean? Are Mommy? they going to send me yeah. home? <laughs> she mean? So yeah. I have to live in a cage now." Yeah, it was, I was, it, and it was so weird that that blurring of 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 what was happening in yeah. real life, and then watching these extras embody that, and yeah. we would talk about it during breaks, yeah. like, "Let's be grateful we're here and making this show instead of you know, like, oh. let's kind of try to, even though it feels this feels weird, right? We should." Be yeah. thankful and not complain how tired we are, right? Just... But
1: your method, so you still had to yell at. Them.
0: Yeah, I still had to yell. Get back <laughs> to your country. I just, it was. I felt very, very like guilty about it. But um, it, that's that's how I joined the union. <laughs> <That's good>. Did <laughs> I mean, you do? Were you method type? I'm not. No, I'm not really. Um, I'm not really. I I try to bring myself to everything, so I'm never really fully escaping. Gotcha. For personally, and I don't stay in character when I'm like not
1: shooting but you didn't come through meisner or anything else no or...
0: i did meisner at, i did the school at steppenwolf so i did some meisner through that but i didn't have it in college really no. um it was more of a, v- a viewpoint physical mm-hmm. kind of training mm-hmm. at my college um but uh, no i'm definitely not method i would not say that at I, all
1: i took meisner so i could look people in the eye
0: oh that's that's very I, helpful I it yeah it's very and being yeah. honest yeah you really couldn't look at people mm-hmm. where would you look next to them down right past them
1: Wow. Right here.
0: Oh, that's so weird.
1: Yeah. I have a really hard time. Um, this show has been really good for it, too. Yeah, I have to no, look it's great. Right in the face, yeah.
0: But that, that made you nervous to look right at them, or it made you feel yeah, like they're looking at you? I had a rough,
1: or... uh, grow up a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. There were some things that have happened to me. Uh, so I have a hard time with people in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really hard time looking audiences in the face. So sure. I used to perform without my, without my glasses on.
0: So you couldn't see anything. So I couldn't see. Anybody. Wow. So I would do everything. Yeah. I
1: learned how to work an audience by sound, by how quiet the room was and how mm. where I'm hearing sound in the mm. room. I would direct attention that way. It's weird, but like mm. I would was improvising. <laughs> I'm sorry to admit that, but I was improvising at uh, a bunch of different. <laughs> yes, and a, and uh, it was at a number of theaters in the city. And I was, and they're like, "Why don't you look anybody in the face? You'd mm. probably do a lot better in scenes, yeah, if you could get something from the person you're looking at." And I was like, "Right, that would make sense." So I took Meisner in order to...
0: You really took it specifically?
1: Uh, that was... Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: cool. Where did you take it?
1: Uh, green Shirt. Okay. To, yeah. 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 It, was really, it was cool. I mean, I don't want to be an and actor. And they're
0: new. That's a new place. So uh, well, I, in the last... In the last 10 years Yeah. Or so. Yeah. 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 That's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I worked some people that I really dug.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Who was your teacher? Did you did, have multiple?
1: Uh, his name was Andrew. His name is escaping me. Hmm. I did one se- I did One, okay. one, sec- one, one section, class, yeah. One section, or, you know, 10 weeks or whatever it was.
0: No, that's anyway, great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's the thing is it, it can be really, really beneficial, but Meisner can also be done in a way that isn't isn't mm-hmm. isn't always safe, and it can become, sure. you know, it can become complicated mm-hmm. if it's not done right. But that's amazing, because, like, Black Box does it really well. They're mm-hmm. a great acting studio in Chicago, yep. and the school of Steppenwolf has a lot of those trainers coming in, or people from Black Box. Um, and I felt like I was in good hands, yep. you know, but I, I, I actually want to do it again. I haven't done it in a long time. So you're making me be like, I want to go out and like, I feel like the, I feel it's like the, the
1: graduation time. from every acting class is like, can you cry on cue?
0: Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't either. I and I can't. don't
1: care to. It's yeah. not necessary to me.
0: Some people are real good at that. Sure. I have some really good friends who can do it on camera. They're amazing. That can, it's amazing. That can trick it. Like a, skill. a, a That's physical a, skill. Yeah. yeah, that is not me. But I also don't have to do a lot of those auditions. I'm not the person that cries. That's another thing you'll learn in this industry, right? Like there's certain people who are always going in for the crying mom mm-hmm. or the crying character. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm the ballsy, you know, boss. I'm the mm-hmm. authoritative figure. I'm the sassy Lawyer, friend, you know it's so interesting. Yeah. I, if I have to cry, I, it has it just hasn't happened in a long time. And if I if it does if it came up right now in my email, I'd be like, yeah, I yeah. gotta cry on camera. You know, I, I'm I'm the I'd masculine be nervous. Guy. I'd be yeah. nervous.
1: What? I'm the masculine guy.
0: Yeah, sure. Oh yeah.
1: But I'm also like a fancy boy. That's the thing. Like I look like wealth.
0: Yeah, because I, I play a lot of wealthy characters. I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't act much. I know, I'm always, but when like, yeah. the, when
1: I have to, it's always just like, hey, will you teach this guy how to be masculine? I was like, do you know? <laughs> But fa- my life, yeah, you know
0: who I am. But fancy, what do you mean by fancy? Oh, I'm a
1: Fancy boy, I am um, um uh, well groomed and oh yes, um, put together, manicured. I, I read things, or I've read things. Mm-hmm. I enjoy musicals. Uh, you know things yeah. about, oh, like yes. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. What what you know they called a fag when I was a kid. Ah, but they don't anymore. Oh, they still do. No, yeah. they, they do not.
0: <laughs> oh, they don't call kids that anymore. <laughs>
1: I guarantee kids still can still get called that. Um, anyway, wow, we have to. But be weird. you,
0: but you. But you are, you would be like a cop though. I could see uh, yeah, you being a yeah, Chicago yeah. cop. Yes, I yes. could see you
1: being. I sound like this. I look like this. Yes. Yeah. But on the inside, So, so I, I come off as very, I, I, I had to learn how to be masculine. Yeah. That was the thing. Cause I was not inherently masculine. So I perfected it. You perfected it. Working in bars in Milwaukee and stuff like you just being around guys that are construction workers and yeah. Harley riders and stuff like you just learn how to butch. Wow. Yeah. And it, yeah. And, and it just got in me and it's never it's going away. It's part of you. Yeah. yeah. It's part of me. Mm. That's how it is. And I'm fine with that. I'm really okay. What? No, I, no. (laughs) You just, you just, you got weird for the first time. I'm not wearing a bra, but also let's not talk about masculinity. Well,
0: I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How interesting type is and how we're perceived. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had
1: uh, a friend, like my friend, a couple of friends of mine that are directors, like if you decided to act, you would Mm -hmm. have so much work in this town. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want. to I don't do want that. to.
0: Yeah. I just don't want
1: to do. I've talked about this a before too. It's like I don't want to do plays. I can't do ten weeks. Right. It is a lot. Big commitment for it's a hundred dollars. Like, I, come yeah, on, man. I can't I do that. I'm, you have to really want to be an actor. Yeah. It's like you really have to want to be a stand up. You have to really want to yes, have to do this. Yes.
0: And I I grapple with that yeah. a lot. That I there's a lot of things I want to do, and um, I don't know if it's just this, mm-hmm. but but when you're in it, you're in it, and you're pursuing it. But there's other things I'm I'm curious about, and and I. And you have to really want it. That's totally true. Mm-hmm. And you have to, some people say you should only do this if you can do nothing else. And I don't know if I totally agree with that, but, I don't the, more, think that's true. but the older I get, I go, maybe that is true that sure. if this is all you can, you, all you believe in and all you really like doing, then this yeah. is what you should do. But if you could do anything else, go do it, you know? Yeah. Well, if you love, it's so hard, yeah, is if, what you I mean. love if you also love plumbing, go be a plumber. right, go do it. Exactly. Right. So, um, it's just a, it's a tough little little business. Mm-hmm. But also very rewarding. So.
1: so uh I'm gonna ask you the questions that I ask everybody. Yeah. Just because we're at the oh, do? Place. You do do you do... talking. I'll keep talking to you all day. We're out, we're over time. We're, I don't care. No one's on no one's doing the slot the two of our slot today. Uh do okay. you have like
0: a set questions that you
1: No, well there are a couple of questions that I yeah. tend to ask people just because I think they're interesting. Um first of all, all right, what was the what was the first record you ever bought with your own money? Oh. Not the first thing you ever owned. The first thing you ever bought with your own money.
0: Um hmm. I don't know.
1: Did you listen to music when you were in like the eighth grade?
0: I just don't know what I bought with my own money. I bet.
1: I'm not going to Google it. You can.
0: I make know. It. That's why I'm like, <laughs> what is it? Uh, I mean, I feel like what I really started buying was was late. I mean, was later it was Ani DeFranco. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff, and uh, th- what's it called? Thousand Main or Ten Thousand Maniacs? Yeah, yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. A lot of female artists is really mm-hmm. what I started buying, and my first concert. Was an Annie DeFranco concert in in Albany, New York, but that was later. In my it was in co- like my sure. freshman year of college. I didn't really see concerts in high school. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure I bought something before that. I just I honestly cannot remember. But I love a good Annie um, Puddle Dive or yeah. a lot of her earlier work. She's rad. She's rad. And I then opened the Plastic her once. Castle. You did? Yeah. Should At
1: Town Hall, New York. <gasps> Crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she nice? Super nice. Cool. Uh, her daughter was about a year and a oh, half yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah, uh-huh. so oh, I had to hold her kid. I had to hold her kid while someone went on stage. I was like, oh, <laughs> sure, "Sure, I'll hold your kid." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Kucinich was there backstage. It was very because he what? was he was there. He was campaigning for this was the he was running in two thousand eight, and this was like the two thousand seven. Oh so he was campaigning and was talking about um, uh, uh, nuclear power plants in New York. So I, I walked oh like down, so walking through the guts of of town hall, not supposed to be there. Like my friend, who's this famous poet, was like, "Hey, can you come play keys for me?" I was like, "Sure." It's like, "Can you drive here?" Because they want play keys. Like, I play piano enough, oh, um. enough just to play behind people, right? Um, so I was like, "Sure, I'd love to go do you know whatever." It's it was, yeah. it was exciting, so I go there and I'm like, "Is that
2: Dennis Kucinich?" And
1: they're like, "Yeah, that's Dennis Kucinich." His hot, tall wife was there. Whoa. He's like a Keebler elf. I know about Keebler elves. Obviously. Right. You, uh, yeah, and your family. Yeah. yeah. So she was there. It was. It, it, we got to play. I got to play
0: Town Hall. That's so crazy. It's amazing. You were like, I opened for Ani Franco Held her child while I was playing keys for a famous poet. It sounds yeah, like a setup cool. or a joke. Yeah, I don't know what it sounds like. I was but. like twenty four. <laughs> I peaked. At about yeah, 24. you did. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's that's the start of your memoir. Yeah.
1: Yeah, all the cool things I've done are like I've done this really cool thing, but it's all basically based on someone else's merit, and I was kind of just invited to be there. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know that's how it is. So
1: you don't remember? I don't remember my actual purchase.
0: I do remember. I do remember that I saw. uh, I don't remember again. I don't know how old I was, but I saw Flaming Lips before they were. They opened for mm-hmm. Candlebox. I
1: remember that era of Flaming yes, Lips. Yes, because I that went to she...
0: see Candlebox. It must have been like eighth grade, right before, or right before, yeah. or somewhere in high school. Eighth grade, something.
1: Yeah, because Flaming Lips was writing the single, the "She Don't Use Jelly" single. Yeah. on that album. Yep. So that would have been two. That would have been nineteen ninety seven, ninety six. Yeah, it, went, it was at Aragon. Yeah,
0: and they opened, so it was like, you know, yeah. what they were nobody, right. and and again just want to say on air i did go see Candlebox, box and for I, someone did buy that ticket for me my <laughs> parents um yeah i must have been eighth grade or freshman year or something so yeah. anyway but yeah i think about that because before they became flaming lips yeah so before they, they became the thing that they yeah, became exactly yeah. they were great i do remember them being great
1: i just thought of that the other day because i remember be getting in a lot of trouble for singing for singing that song <laughs> yeah i was like have you heard any of the songs on the radio now um, for yeah. God's sakes. Right. Uh, it's tame, it's tame. Yeah, no, but it was just inappropriate that someone would blow their nose in a magazine. I'm like, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what was the worst show you ever did? Oh. Uh, play, I mean? Could be, could be a play, oh. could be a single, single show, single time you're on stage, anything, mm-hmm. oh, interpret it however mm-hmm, you want.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say it's the worst, but I would say it was an experience that was like challenging and also what... I did a show called Frodo a at the um, Royal it's, George. That's oh. a spoof of Lord of the Rings. No, I, I figured that. I put that <laughs> in math. I can do a little math. <laughs> do you, do it you was- get it? Do you get the joke? totally i thought you were gonna say it was like an annoyance show no or like um what's it called that company gorilla tango it's not it was but it was before all like kind of before they took off and did Mm -hmm. a lot of their like spoof stuff and burlesque stuff and anyway but no this was with uh i think company i think the company was called free associates they were lovely we had a great time but i had never read the books Mm -hmm. the movies hadn't Oh, maybe one of them had come out. You know what I mean? But I wasn't a nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not know anything about this trilogy or, I did, or these stories. Sure. So I had to start researching and reading. And it was just – and I was had no business doing this mm-hmm. because you had to, like, improvise. I mean, it was all structured improv. But you had to improvise around Lord of the Rings and then do – there was, like, elf a language that we created for the – for the show but it was like pig I latin this. i know this you oh know? you created your own language. yeah our own yeah, thing yeah. yeah our own language that was the joke and and you know i'm a decent mm-hmm. actor so i you know i tried to ground it in truth and i was trying to be funny <laughs> I was trying to ground frodo in <laughs> truth. <laughs> and oh man it was fun but i was like i am in no i have no business really improvising about something i know very little about and yet somehow i got through that wow that,
1: that could have been worse i've heard yeah. some sort some of the like worst shows i've heard it was like ah i'm glad i was <laughs> not there i think mickey o'sullivan was like yeah i did a <laughs> stage combat in a movie in an indie <laughs> film uh with someone using a real knife and i'm like yeah sure. no no
0: that ha- no i've been real i've actually been really lucky and it sounds cheesy but i've been in some awesome shows awesome casts i've always felt safe like on stage in terms of fights and I mean, we can all complain about certain things, and I had to pee on a roof once in a theater in Chicago. Like there was no backstage bathroom, yeah. So there was an outside area, and we just straight up peed throughout the run. So that's something, Mm -hmm. yeah. But no, I've I felt really blessed and lucky to work where I've worked. So I know that's lame, but no, that's uh, good. But but that Frodo was a rough like. Makes me nervous. How long the makes run? me nervous to think about it. Um, I think through a summer, so it was a couple. Oh, of, okay. It wasn't that long, and we and I'm still friends with somebody who was in it. So yeah. So couldn't been that bad. Yeah, and they don't even exist anymore. But. All right, plug the play one more time. Uh, it's called the undeniable sound of right no, now. I'm Frodo a go go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew Pig Latin right now. I wish I knew it. I wish I could do it. Um, uh, it was called the undenia. It's called the undeniable yeah, sound of right yes. now by Laura Eason. It's about the '90s rock scene and the rise of house music. But about legacy and love and family and growing old, and it takes place at the Raven Theater, and it runs through June sixteenth, and it's a it's a great time hour and a half, no intermission, and that's the best kind of play.
1: That really is ninety minutes, t- a tight ninety, a is tight ninety, the baby. Best play. I can go
0: across the street to Fritzy's for a beer or a whiskey.
1: Um. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. There. That's where I could tell. Man, we have so many stories of like. <laughs> Things that we both know or people we both know yeah, in mutual. a thing and like the number of times you've said someone's name or brought something up where I went, I weird. have a story about this that you nah, know nah. off the air. Oh, my God. We're, <laughs> we're best friends now. It's just what happened. Uh, that's Dana Black. My name's J.W. Basilo. I'm the host here every single Monday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. or today 12 to 2 whenever I decide to stop uh, playing records and that sort of thing. If you're digging the songs that we are playing today, of course, you can find them on the Spotify Busted Mouth esteemed audio companion playlist Busted Mouth 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yes, that's the real title. Oh, I love that. I'm a clown. Uh, you could <laughs> could <can> find <laughs> the titles there. Find me online at Uh Dana, you got a website?
0: No. You on the social meds? I am on the social meets. Dana Black. I'm on Instagram. Dana Black Chicago Ladies Night is my... It's very long. It's too long. Sh- Dana Black Chicago, Chicago Ladies, ladies, ladies night. night? Ladies Night. I heard Ladies Night. Yeah. But like, that's I used your, to host these Ladies Night. It's way too long. I know. I got to change it. Okay. What if they... Can they just
1: Google Dana Black? <laughs>
0: Find me and Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, find me and Wheaton.
1: Well, I'll be the one not dancing. Uh, woo! Wheaton. Woo! Suck it. All right, moving on. Uh, I love you all. I hope you're all having a good week. <laughs> I'll see you soon. We're going to play Over the Rhine just for you. Just for you. I'm
2: so excited. Just for you.
1: Play it. Go. Play.
2: Do it, girl. I'm on a roll.